welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 193. Domed air cars flitting from tower to tower like glittering hoverflies. That was Future City, and somehow Shadow didn't think it was ever going to be built in Cairo. The police car cruised past them slowly, then turned and went back into the city, accelerating down the snowy road. Now, why don't you tell me what's troubling you, said Shadow. I did it like he said, I did it all like he said, but I gave you the wrong coin. It wasn't meant to be that coin. That's for royalty, you see. I shouldn't even have been able to take it. That's the coin you'd give to the King of America himself, not some pissant bastard like you and me. Now I'm in big trouble. Just give me the coin back, man. You'll never see me again if you do. I swear to fucking Bran, okay? I swear by the years I spent in the fucking trees. You did it like who, said Sweeney. Grimnir, the duty call Wednesday. You know who he is? Who he really is? Yeah, I guess. There was a panicked look in the Irishman's crazy blue eyes. It was nothing bad. Nothing you can... Nothing bad. He just told me to be there at that bar and to pick a fight with you. He said he wanted to see what you were made of. He tell you to do anything else? Sweeney shivered and twitched. Shadow thought that it was the cold for a moment. Then he knew where he'd seen that shuddering shiver before. In prison, it was a junkie shiver. Sweeney was in withdrawal from something, and Shadow would have been willing to bet it was heroin. A junkie leprechaun? Mad Sweeney pinched off the burning head of his cigarette, dropped it on the ground, put the unfinished yellowing rest of it into his pocket. He rubbed his filthy fingers together, breathed on them to try and rub warmth into them. His voice was a whine now. Listen, just give me the fucking coin, man. What do you need it for, huh? Hey, you know there's more where that came from. I'll give you another, just as good. Hell, I'll give you a shitload, man. He took off his filthy baseball cap then. With his right hand, he stroked the air, producing a large golden coin. He dropped it into his cap, and then he took another from a wisp of breath steam, and another, and that's our page. Shadow makes the assumption that Future City won't ever be built in Cairo, but he's wrong. It was built, and it'll probably never be rebuilt. Though he's correct that the version in his head won't be built there, although I'd argue that the Future City he envisions isn't going to be built anywhere on Earth, though Mars? Sweeney tells Shadow that he was only doing what Wednesday said, show up and start a fight. It's suggested, though not stated quite as directly, that Sweeney was supposed to give Shadow the coin? Which means the coin Shadow had was not part of the plan, which also means that Laura coming back from the dead is not part of Wednesday's plan either. So, what was the coin supposed to do? My guess it was it was supposed to be a way for Shadow to dip a toe into the world of magic and gods without completely overwhelming him. One of the things we knew about Shadow from pretty early on in the novel is that he needs a tangential sort of... Nope, that's not the word. He needs a physical bit of evidence to believe in things. He's not able to to grasp things unless it is tangible. Not tangential, as I tried to use before. He needs that tangible connection to understand and to believe. And if a guy pulls a coin out of the air like that, and gives it to Shadow, perhaps that would allow him to ease into the world a bit better. The main problem, I'd say, would that would be that Shadow got really drunk, and so he really didn't remember much of anything, and so he wasn't really able to grasp real magic until he met the gods in Wednesday's head at the House on the Rock. Sweeney swears to Bran, and I thought this was perhaps St. Brendan, who we discussed a little bit back, the guy who came to America during the Dark Ages in Ireland. But I'm glad I didn't go with that assumption, because there's a different Bran that Sweeney could be referencing here, known as Bran the Blessed, which literally translates to 
Blessed Crow, giving some insight into Bran in Song of Ice and Fire. He was a giant who appears in the Mabignogan, a series of Welsh stories that comprise the oldest known prose in Great Britain. They were based on oral storytelling traditions and first compiled and written down around the 12th century BCE. No, 12th century CE. Some of my favorite bits suggested that the Fisher King, who keeps the Holy Grail, shares a number of commonalities with Bran the Blessed in Percival, the story of the Holy Grail, and thus legends of Arthur and Bran are connected, though supposedly Bran's head was buried in London in the place where the Tower of London now stands, and Arthur himself dug up the head, claiming that Arthur would be England's protector, not Bran. This brings up connections to Arthur's Wayne slash Charles's Wayne slash the Big Dipper that we discussed months and months ago, though it's not so much a connection as it is just a odd way to see how Norse mythology and other ancient mythologies seem to connect back to things in the old world. This Bran is thought to have influenced Bran MacFable, who we discussed ever so briefly, talking about the Irish coming to America. I don't know if I discussed him by name because I was so busy talking about St. Brendan. It's possible that the legends surrounding St. Brendan and Bran here as well share a common mythological ancestor and it's awesome because we're not even halfway down the page yet sweeney talks about the years he spent living in the trees and this goes back to builia sibna that i tried and miserably failed to say back when we first discussed mad sweeney i hope i've done a better job with it this time but the the sibna myth he left the battlefield driven mad by the sounds of clashing armies at the battle of moria and fled to a nearby forest Rosberia, I think, is how it's pronounced, but I probably said it wrong, and I do apologize. After the battle, he sat in a yew tree and then fled around the country from various friends and allies, and always returned to a tree, still mad from the sounds of battle. The American Sweeney has also been driven mad, though I think it's a combination of being far from home, years of drug use, and the coming war between the old and the new gods. All the way back on page 22, Wednesday said that he could make Shadow the next King of America, and Shadow says that is exactly who the coin is intended for. Here, King is capitalized when it wasn't in Wednesday's speech, and so this is enough to make one wonder, is Shadow meant to be the next King of America? Sweeney does not believe so. In his ramblings, he says something about the people or person who's chasing him because he took the wrong coin. Desperation appears in Sweeney's voice, and he starts to nearly literally shower Shadow with gold, producing coins straight into his cap. The painful, dramatic irony of the situation, of course, is that we know Shadow's already given the coin away, but, well, that's for tomorrow's page. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash worldbeyondpodcast. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.